that. That's with a PH. Uh, welcome back to Frames and Fools. <laughs> I'm Henry. I'm Dylan. And this week on the show, we watched Clueless from 1995, directed by Amy. Amy. Directed, Amy. By, <laughs> directed by Amy Heckerling. 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 I'm having. I'm. It's not that hard of a name. <laughs> but I'm. I'm, I'm saying fact, it her like. Her name's actually a. Uh, it's just censorship. It's supposed to be uh, Hellerling, but <laughs> I got cold feet. Ooh. I wish I could do like a little zinger sound effect if I had a soundboard right now. Uh. Hawk Triton. Do you find your thumb in a I do find my thumb set. Do you find your thumb in a Just tell us that. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. No! Deep breath. Anyway, we watched Clueless. Um, yeah, but we, before we get into it, you want to do a movie moment? You got a good one? You want me to kick this, kick this one off? Kick it off, bud. Uh, my movie moment this week involves my bike once again. Um, (laughs) we have an ongoing saga of Dylan on his bicycle. Um, uh, about a week ago, um, I was very hungover and, the, the whole day I was just slopping around like a real loser because I was really tired and hungover. And then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? I need, I should probably go for a bike ride, you know, get the juices flowing, become a human being, uh, li- right down the street, not uh, two minutes from my house. Uh, I take a turn and the wheel gets caught in a puddle and a pothole and the bike just completely goes out from under me and I go face first into the pavement and the left side of my cheek uh, was the marker on the pavement that uh, drew a nice little streak of blood. Um, and as I fell and hit the ground, I, I visualized, I remember the moment very, very specifically, I visualized my face like anime scraping with my legs up in the back across the pavement is how I imagined everything. Um, but yeah, now I got a crazy fucking thing on my face that's now healed a little bit since then but uh yeah that's my extravagant movie moment <laughs> uh you got you got a good one good movie moment for this week not a good one but i got one didn't hit it um i went for a night walk with a friend socially distant of course um and I'm just, it's just simple i just went for a walk at night and we had a really good conversation and it felt like I don't know, like, an indie movie or something. Felt like one of those nice teen movies where you're walking through the streets at midnight talking about life, you know? Is that, is that supposed to be a segue? Fuck you, yeah, it's supposed to be a segue. <laughs> <laughs> don't make fun oh, of my segues. Yes. Hell yeah. We're talking about, you know, one of the the very big high school movies of all time. So we pivotal. might as well, uh, pivotal truly. Um, but yeah, uh, let's, 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 chat about it you got any you know fun facts about it or what do you think clue this was this is your first time watching it yeah you'd this seen my, it before no this is my first time watching it i'd, I'd seen oh. uh can't hardly wait multiple times which is considered the poor man's clueless and that's a personal favorite of mine 
The no, poor no. man's clueless. Yeah, Qualify no. that. What What does that mean? Um, it's about poor high school students. Um, but it's also it has the same like, um, a bunch of famous people in it before they really hit their stride and they mm. kind of pop up everywhere and you're like, oh shit, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this is nuts. Um, so it's kind of a, a powerhouse of an ensemble cast of of younglings. Um, so kind of that's kind of the the vibe. It was the not as popular clueless from what I what I'm aware. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I'd never seen it either. Was this a big so. hit when it came out? I think so. I mean everyone who saw it that I know that was alive in nineteen ninety five, minus myself because I was a uh less than one years old uh when this came <laughs> out. <laughs> so uh but every everyone that I've talked to is like, yeah, it was a classic when it came out. It was a, a hit. Which is interesting because in terms of how I feel about it, um, it's wild. Um, I don't quite know how to peg it other than it's definitely a teen movie. Um, it's definitely got its own thing going on. <laughs> it's got like Baz Luhrmann tones at the beginning with that huh. that first sort of intro sequence. And she's like, yeah, I know this looks like a commercial. And I'm like, no, it looks like a Baz Luhrmann film, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Which, ah, okay. You know, I mean, Romeo plus Juliet came out the year after this. Also had Radiohead songs in it. Also oh. had Paul Rudd as a suitor. There, there had to be. There was a reason why I immediately wanted to watch Romeo plus Juliet yeah. after this movie, and I think it was because of Paul Rudd. But it may Paul have been Rudd, because of these Radiohead. Weird yeah, yeah, weird undertones. The yeah. sort of like <laughs> editing yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> it's wild. This movie is. Uh, over the top is is uh, one of the the words the the phrases that I wrote down, but mm-hmm. it re- for me at least it's uh, tough. It was kind of tough to get into for the first like five or ten minutes because it really mm-hmm. like slaps you in the face and is like, yes. "Hey, we're here." <laughs> um, but after <laughs> and that, we're back. <laughs> yeah, after we weren't that, here before, but and we're back. We're back. Uh, after that, I think it really grew into it. It it grew on me a lot after that. Mm-hmm. like beginning moment um but it's a weird one because you're you're you know being told to sympathize with like the worst of human beings maybe not the worst of human beings but like one of the most annoying like movie tropes a like rich high school beverly hills girl mm-hmm. who's unapologetically that yeah 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 she she lives in it she's like mm-hmm. this is who i am um which, fair enough. And she's trying to do nice things throughout the movie. So it's like, I think towards the end, it she grows on you a lot, obviously, because her her character arc is very much like spoiled to good human being. And she always has good intentions, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I had a good time. I did, too. Yeah, I um, it definitely helped to watch it twice. Our tradition of watching all of these twice before we go into it is... Mm-hmm. This is one of those episodes where I was very, very glad that is a tradition of ours because I came back to it today with a fresh mind and kind of the rest of it marinated a little bit. Yeah, it was better. I had a better time. (laughs) Did you not like it the first time? It's not that I didn't like it. I definitely got into it by the end. I think that roller coaster was weird, though, Um, not knowing if I'm supposed to I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. It was clearly well made, and the people who made it are clearly smart. 
and they're making fun of something and they're making some point, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was the first time I watched it. So I was very wary. I felt like I didn't get it or I felt like I was behind. But then there were moments where I thought, oh no, maybe it's just a really dated movie. But then something would happen and I would think, no, no, they really mean for it to feel the way it does. Yeah. It feels Uh, kind of like a hyper... It, I don't know, it feels over the top, obviously, but it, it does feel like they're making fun of kind of everyone. Like, everyone is a caricature of, like, a high school They're making student. fun of 1995. In a sense, and, and apparently... Just the year, the location, the, all of it. All of it. The, the screenwriters uh, sat in on, like, Beverly Hills High School classes to get a mm-hmm. flavor of, like, what the students were like. So I'm going to assume that they, like, th- they, like, saw these people and then jacked them up job. times, like, ten essentially um but there's so many this movie is like just so full of great characters and like people uh wallace sean as mr hall wallace sean Mm. is like always great and i will watch him in anything that he's in and uh he's the the speech and debate teacher Mm. uh and he's just like the cutest little man and he plays the cutest little man so well so small (laughs) he's the inconceivable guy from princess bride yes he's a pretty notable playwright from what i know too that's kind of where he got his start yeah he does a lot of theater and stuff Hmm. um but he's just the sweetest um and the and uh donald donald Faison. Faison. what's his uh character's name in this there's so many. There's just so many character names that like we're he's gonna. He's Murray get. in this. He's Murray. Turk in Scrubs. Murray, Murray, yeah. Murray, Murray. Yeah, when he shows up, man, he is just. He's he always holds his own. Yes. Always, and he is hilarious in this. Wild. Um, <laughs> quick little fact about him that I learned from, the podcast he's currently doing with the guy who played JD. Oh my God, I'm blanking. Zach Braff. Um, <laughs> They're doing a podcast right now where they're going back and rewatching Scrubs for the first time since they made it 20 years mm-hmm. ago. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, but one of the things they talk about is he still had baby teeth all the way up to when they shot Scrubs in, I believe, 2000. Whoa. If you go back and look, he's got his, he's got his, his, uh, braces. No, what are your two front teeth called? I have no idea. That is not a question for me. <laughs> Whatever. He's got, <laughs> damn it. I'm just blanking on all of it right now. I don't know what it is tonight. Um, but he still has baby teeth. You can look at his tiny little chiclet teeth. You can't oh, tell in this, though, because they gave his character braces to hide it. That's wild. I They also no had him shave his head in this in so the movie great. because his hairline was already receding, even at that age. <laughs> I love that scene, by the way. That scene's really great. It is. When like you hear this like blood-curdling scream, and you're like, oh, shit, did somebody's like finger get cut off? And yeah, it's just like hurt. A, cl- <laughs> a close up on him, just like, yeah, yeah this is I'm awesome. Shaving my head. <laughs> this is going to be so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but I, it, to me, it does feel like a, you know, a critique of, of um, <laughs> just rich people and just like high school in general. When you think about like the other great high school movies like that's what i was thinking about when i was watching this is like Mm -hmm. comparing it to like easy a and and fast times at ridgemont high and Mm -hmm. and dazed confused and and like all those other movies 
Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was also directed by Amy Heckerling as well. So she oh, kind of like, um, yeah. And it's I it's like up there with all of them. And when you look at most high school movies, they are kind of this like over the top representation of what high school is because like high school characters in your brain when you think about them are really kind of like kooky and crazy the older that you get and the more that you characterize them in your brain um so like watching this you know i can i can see people that i went to high school fitting into these you know little uh when you stay pockets i feel like you say a lot of stupid shit when you're a high schooler. Oh, absolutely. So much. That's just kind shit. of, that also feeds into this whole thing is part of it's like, what the hell? And then you remember, well, no, I yeah, said, shit was, <laughs> shit was that ridiculous. It's a fair it point. It was very, very weird. Um, I wrote down here, um, clueless walked so mean girls could run. I literally wrote the exact same thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially that scene where she's explaining the groups to the new girl. Yeah. And I went, oh, man. It's, there it's it classic. Is. That's what it is. But Mean Girls is essentially, like, from Ty's perspective, is mm-hmm. what it seemed like the idea was, essentially. It was like, stay Yeah, clueless. you can almost hear the pitch in the meeting. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, let's say Clueless girls, but... from Ty's perspective, which yeah. she is, for me, like, this movie picked up. It was like, I was like, okay, having a good time. But when Ty showed up, yeah. She immediately steals the show. And it's yeah, just like, and it, it kind of instigated the plot and Yeah. It provided this, I don't know, foil or for this thing for characters to run up against and to side with and to try to sway and everything else. It it definitely yeah. made everything more interesting. Before that it was here's this world and then she's kind of the inciting incident for a lot of yeah stuff going on. Did she have a real tattoo on her shoulder? I have no idea. That's a good She had question. tattoos and um Murray had tattoos and I yeah. it looked they looked very fake. So I'm wondering if they were like if that was Maybe. a thing in ninety five. Fake, fake tattoos. tattoos, if that was all a rage in Beverly yeah. Hills high schools. Oh, I can't even imagine being alive in a Beverly Hills high school in nineteen ninety five. Or just in general a Beverly Hills high school sounds like hell. Like actual <laughs> hell. <laughs> just because of the constant pressure for all sorts of things from just all of it. All the all the girls with the plastic surgery. Oh yes, the that, bandages would... <laughs> and things. I, I didn't pick up on it for a second. Uh-huh. I thought, what is going on with all <laughs> what these kids? Is going on? Well, is it's this like weird tape on people's faces. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that actually the first time I watched it. Well, during the tennis scene, one of the girls says something about her plastic surgeon. Not wanting her to have activities where balls yeah. fly towards her face, and they make a joke about it, and that kind of sealed it. Where I was like, okay, they're all getting nose jobs. I yeah, I got that joke. Doing. I just yeah, the the paper on the nose. Um, yeah, who's the actress who plays Ty? Brittany Murphy. Yes, her. I think her performance for me is what like really roped me in because she's mm-hmm. like the most adorable goofball. Yeah. But still Ever. cheesy and still ramped up. You yeah. can't tell if she's trying to play the character stupid or just naive or Yeah. And it's it's kind delight. of all over the place, but very yeah. delightful throughout. Yeah. That's really what like hooked me in to it. Because for the first like few minutes I was like, Oh man, like I'm just gonna watch like 
a bunch of people that I despise for like you know two hours or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, at a certain a point, day. at a certain point, it it kind of like raises above that level where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like I can enjoy this. Like this isn't like glorifying yeah. any of this. It's very much for me. Like, I don't know if it's I'm just a sucker for positivity, but there was enough scenes where characters came back together and were like. I'm so sorry for what I said. And like, they were genuinely apologizing to one another and, you know, making up for the shit they did. And that's what kind of kept me going was, this is interesting. It's weird, catty, teenage angst. And, you know, it's based off a Jane Austen novel. So there's drama. Yeah. But it rang true because people were trying Uh so hard. Yeah. They're trying to be good people. Yeah, and I feel well, like... Well, the main character, at least. Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't the typical thing where it starts off and she's, like, an asshole and she learns to not be an asshole. It's like she likes to meddle, and it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing, and no. she learns more about it, and she figures out how to be a better person, but she wasn't that terrible a person to begin with. It. Yeah. Maybe that's what had me thrown the first time I watched it, is it doesn't have that typical arc yeah it's, it's more of a it's more you know uh, a day in the life like american graffiti or like yeah. or even fast times where like there's no like big plot point like when when ty showed up or even actually at the beginning like my brain is so hardwired to look for like that that plot or whatever yeah uh when they were trying to get the the teachers together mr mm-hmm. hall and and the other teacher i was like oh this is the plot like they're gonna like do this teacher thing and then miss geist yeah miss geist and then it ended and i was like oh shit like my brain is so this is just a day in the life sort of thing yeah i this wanted is just to latch on to all yeah. these different subplots and then it moved past them yeah which contributed to another feeling i had i felt like i was watching scrubs i've I've been watching scrubs but i think even if i hadn't been doing that Uh i kept getting this feeling like i was watching that that's so data technology the aspect ratio the aspect ratio is not the same is it is it normal i was also just watching an old robin hood so and that had like the square (laughs) yeah anyway but everyone's like heightened and uh, i should have tried to write it down and get it more clear but well it's it's slapstick slapstick yeah and elevated and one thing i I wrote down about this is like this movie is like expertly choreographed at in all of its moves and jokes and everything about it whether the joke hits or lands yeah it is very expertly choreographed every fall or joke or whatever is like timed perfectly for all everything to link up you know good music really good music yeah, Got music's great. David Bowie in there. Hell yeah. A lot of Radiohead. Three or four <laughs> Radiohead songs. Radiohead uh, was the shit back in the day. Still is the shit, but... Speaking of which, I really enjoyed Elton's wild CD briefcase thing he was fucking with most of the movie. Wait, did he have a CD briefcase? Yeah, you kind of have to look <laughs> for it. On the second watch, I paused a couple times. When he's in class and he says, hey, I can't find my cranberry CD. Can I go on the quad and look for it? That's because the whole scene and scenes after it, he's got this CD I thought that was like a portable like, CD player or something. Well, and it's got like fold out shelves <laughs> in this intense hinged structure. It's it's pretty That's wild. <laughs> um, I thought his character for the first half of the movie or the first like 30, 
tw- minutes of it, I was like, oh, he's not going to say anything. He hasn't said anything, and nobody's really talked about him. And then he becomes like an integral part of one of the plots, and I was like, oh, yeah. he is a person. He's not just this guy that's kind of around. <laughs> and like then he starts stuff. saying things, and I wish he hadn't, because yes. I <laughs> don't like him at all. He is at arguably the all. worst character in this movie, I think. Hey, this was another version of James from Twilight where it was someone who I didn't like the actor. I didn't like the character. I didn't like the really? plots they were in. I thought they, he was pretty charming, though, like just as a guy, like his look. I thought he looked pretty cool. Maybe. Maybe. But the second he opened his mouth, oh, something about his voice bothered <laughs> me. All of it. Well, that's good. They did a good job. They casted well. Um, speaking of casting, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Drew Barrymore, and Sarah Michelle Geller had a baby, and it is Alicia Silverstone. That's a wild pairing. <laughs> I know. I thought a lot about it, and it's dead on if I do say so myself. I don't see a lot of the Drew Barrymore, but... I think it's in the voice and in some of the facial expressions. Okay. Because she has okay. that same sort of like, she'll say things and her voice will crack in this uh-huh. kind of cute way. Yeah, yeah. Like she, whenever she says, hello, and her voice will do that, hello. <laughs> It'll like go off the rails for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I could buy that. I could buy yeah. that. Um, speaking of people that I think are the worst characters in this movie, <laughs> uh, what's his name is, is one of them. Ah, uh, Yes. I can't. What the? Oh, there's Elton, so, the guy we were talking so about. There's so many okay. goddamn names. I'm so sorry. They're, like, I know. there's so many names. Elton, Elton is the worst. The guy I hate the most, though, is the lawyer at the end, who like loses his shit on these people. And granted, he's un- he's in a high pressure situation. Multi million dollar lawsuit. Yeah, they it's... did fuck up. But when that happened, I was like, he just bitched out like a 17 year old and a freshman in college. Like, a 35-year-old man was just like, you people are the no, worst he fucking was like, people. He was, like, just out of law school. But the first thought I had was, like, dude, they're doing this for free. Yeah, relax, dude. Calm the fuck <laughs> yeah. down. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I know they like, fucked up, but they brought you takeout out. earlier. They've been <laughs> slaving away for nothing. And I get the, I get the, I get his feelings. Cause like if I was that guy, I might be like these privileged fucking assholes that they're helping her, you know, their dad for some reason. This is annoying. Yeah. I hate you people. And to a certain extent, I do hate them, but he, he blew up way unnecessary. Like yeah. relax, man. Um, <laughs> speaking of that scene, when they're kind of like flirting and right before that all blows up. They just show that guy from behind, and I thought it was the dad. So when it cuts to his face, <laughs> I was in for a shock. I <laughs> jolted. I thought, oh, that's the dad. Because, you know, he had suspenders, a nice yeah, shirt, yeah. dark hair. And it cuts to his face, and I, honest to God, blinked a few times. Like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. I thought it was the dad. Well, I mean, he, the dad kind of like, on my second watch, he kind of smirked at some at one point where he was yes. like, "Oh, they're totally gonna. Get, I hope they get together." Like he had yes. this weird little. I can't remember what specific moment it was, but he had this little smirk. And he's like, "They're they'd be great together." Like, <laughs> yeah, no. There's a very clear moment where I couldn't get a read on him. I thought, "Oh, he's just gruff Jewish lawyer dad," 
mm-hmm. and it was great. It was, you know, he's doing the thing. And yeah. there was that moment where he kind of smirks and you get a, a glimpse beneath the surface. And it was. Yeah. And he's actually. Oh, oh I get it. Like that kind of. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it hits you. The The yeah. light bulb goes off. So uh, then the next time I watched it, I focused on him and didn't discover much more. But I, I liked no. him a lot from the get go. That second yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, the moment, uh, going back to the, like, kind of over-the-top vibes, uh, the moment mm-hmm. I realized this was kind of, like, really over-the-top is how insane she drives. Like, at the beginning, yes. I was like, maybe maybe not. And then she started driving crazy, and there's the shots of her just, like, mowing things over. And I was like, okay, this yeah. is this is clearly, <laughs> like... Smacking into a truck yeah. later. And Almost killing the bicyclist <laughs> and the stunt person just veering out of the way. I I want to the, the true MVP of this movie. One of my favorite characters is the driving instructor yes. who has like one of the most incredible lines of like an inspired I'm, performance. <laughs> truly inspired. He says something to the effect of like, uh, "As far as you you're concerned, I'm the Messiah of the DMB." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which is, I mean, in that situation, right? Like that, your world shrinks down to this one person's opinion of you. <laughs> it's a it's a heightened version of an already heightened situation. Yes, seriously. Oh my god. The thing about this is that it's kind of a vignette movie. It's not necessarily, yes. but it's totally vignettes it's and little like pocket stories. And yeah, you think if you're not primed for it, you think, wait a second. I thought this was going to be about the teachers, or wait a second. I thought this is yeah. going to be about Ty and so and so. Wait a second. I thought this was gonna. I spent a lot of my first viewing trying to figure out like that, and I think that's why I didn't know how to feel. Is because you're right. It was all. Wait a second. The whole time. I think that's an interesting point because usually with like day in the life movies, Mm -hmm. like when I watched American Graffiti for the first time, it didn't feel like a big studio movie, and that's a day in the life thing where there is no plot. You're just kind of following characters around, and. I was okay with it, but this movie very much is a big studio production. So with that in mind going into it, I did not expect it to be able to do that sort of day in the life, hopping from character to character sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what threw me off at first and while I was trying to latch onto something, whereas something like American Graffiti or, or Fast Times, you're kind of just like, okay, yeah, this is what this is. And you relax and you're okay with it, you know? Yeah. Um, but going off that kind of vignette vibe, uh, Christian shows up for the first time. There's like a Hell lull. Yeah. And he shows up. <laughs> I was immediately like, I think I was starting to get a little high at that point too. And I was like, yes. I was like, this guy's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was like, he strolls in and does the. He literally looks like James Dean, and is just like the coolest guy. And you're like, and yeah. they make a brief mention of him earlier. Like the teacher's like, wait, where? was that him? That's that's who the, they were talking about. The one who spends a semester here and a semester oh, in New York. Oh shit! I didn't even yeah. think about. Okay, okay, okay. Because then they uh, come back from I think Christmas break, and that's when he shows, he shows up. up in the doorway. Oh my god! And his like honestly, this one really. It caught me off guard. I was into the whole relationship thing. And the mm. moment I realized he was gay was at the party when he comes over to her and she's talking to Ty. 
he does this little spin and like takes his glasses off and i was like oh he's super gay how did i not see this yeah. and then and then she like she like he like walks off and starts talking to the guy and i was Who, watching the, the bartender with, yeah the bartender and i was watching it with my roommate and she says something like uh you know look how he like doesn't even talk to the other girls and i out loud unironically was just like she's so clueless for and for like 5 5 seconds i just sat there and then i was like oh shit oh shit <laughs> that's it that happens in the movie <laughs> honest to god i think they said the word clueless like four or five times yeah Cause they, because they are. there's a lot of clueless Literally, people in this movie. Everyone is just clueless, and I hate to yeah. be this guy right now, but everyone truly, truly is just a space cadet. Which is kind of cool that you know they adapted this story. They looked at this Jane Austen novel, and someone's take on it was, "Wow, what a bunch of clueless people!" <laughs> you know what? With the heart, I can work with. Yeah, that. I can work with that. <laughs> and kind of looking at that, being like, clueless doesn't mean dumb nor does it mean bad yeah it just means clueless it's just people who don't see things that are right in front of their face and that keeps happening people don't see what's in front of their face and then what and i think that's like grow by discovering it that is high school like high school is just like a bunch of you know clueless idiots they don't really know what's going on but they Mm -hmm. act like they do and then at a certain point you know you you do cluelessly wander around life and then you learn all these lessons you know you yeah. learn how to spot a gay man from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, more on Christian. His car. So, so sick. So cool. I... 1954 <laughs> Nash Metropolitan. I'd never seen one before. It's wild. So cool. It is so cool. Yeah. I thought I had the exact same thought. And I said to my roommate, I was like, about him, I was like, he's kind of an asshole. But I kind of want to be him. But like not an asshole version of him. Yeah. Like the good version of him because he looks great. Best dressed, in my opinion. A couple of good quotes he's got. Uh, he shows up at the house and says to the dad, after just walking right in, <laughs> says to the dad, nice pile of bricks you got here, <laughs> which is such a cool way to compliment someone's house. It's like so old-fashioned-y cool. Exactly. Nice, nice pile of bricks you got here. Like that's well, his vibe. Two more, two more. Uh, when they're at the Mighty Mighty Boston's concert slash party. Hell yeah. Um, he comes up to her and he goes, dig this. They're charging for brewskis. Pass me a fin. I'll pay you back. And she yeah. pulls a fiver out of her bra, smiles and hands it to him. They're charging for brewskis. That sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. It does. All right, last quote. Um, Give it to me. Give it to me. Lay it on me. (laughs) So the concert is very much over. He's the only one still grooving. Um, He's like (laughs) schmoozing with the stagehands. The girls and the stepbrother are ready to go home. Yeah. Paul. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Essentially, he says, I'll take him home. You sure? Yeah, I'll take him home. And he goes, thanks, man. You got my marker. You got my marker. Yeah. (laughs) And my eyes went wide and I was like, John Wick. Fucking John Wick. He's an assassin. Just pulls out the marker, like puts the blood on it. He's like, here you go, whatever you need. Paul Red's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, man, that's hilarious. And I love that, you know, she finds out, oh, he's not into me. Like tries and fails to 
lay this man. Yeah. And realizes, oh, he just really enjoys being my friend. Yeah. And then they just enjoy they just being enjoy friends. Being friends. Nothing weird. It's not weird. like a weird freak out. She's not like, no. ew. It's just cool. Just, yeah, they're just friends. Also, in that scene where they're watching the movies, expert fall. That that fall when she falls off the bed. Yeah. I was cackling. I thought it was fucking hilarious. So funny. <laughs> and why why did she have to do that? Why did she have to do why did she have to fall? She just randomly ate shit off the side of the bed and then well, she, she was, was like readjusting. I'm gonna No, she, I know, I get why it happened. <laughs> oh, I get okay. physics. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But sorry. like why it didn't need to, I'm so glad it did. It did not need to happen. But she says Hey, uh-huh. I, I can go get us a drink. You want me to get some wine? And then they, yeah. they move on like nothing happened. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just classic slapstick. She just eats shit. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah, a, a couple good slapstick moments like that. Like uh, Ty falls down the stairs at the concert. Oh, my God. She that was a crazy hard. stunt. She <laughs> ate it. She went yeah. down. Truly, dude. truly went down. I also want to highlight Donald Fasson. Fis- I, I can never, yeah, Faison. Uh, when she finds out that he's gay, mm. all of the words that he uses to describe him before he says he's gay, uh, cake boy, cake boy, <laughs> Oscar Wilde reading. Um, I should have written it down. Yeah, the whole thing is like, what the fuck? <laughs> it kind of had that 30s reporter vibe where everyone says like three sentences more than they need to about stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, he's a cake boy, see? Watches movies, reads Oscar Wilde. Don't you get it? Like, everyone's got this spiel they do all the time. They Yeah, they do not get to the point at all. Like, they are not getting to the point quick whatsoever. Oh, my God. Um, um, let's let's back up a bit. The party that they go to in the valley? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> I had whiplash throughout that whole thing because it moved so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And it's it feels like... One of the Dr. Seuss adaptations, either Cat in the Hat or Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Well, there was a dude with a cat in the hat hat. There was. And and that primed (laughs) me. It absolutely primed me, where then the rest of it was so heightened and colorful. And like Uh Travis just stage dives into the crowd to talk to Ty for no reason. Um, I love During the rolling with the homies scene, he's great. During the rolling with the homies scene, everyone's dancing so strangely. Yeah. And Elton is like sitting on the table and he's just leaning forward and leaning, leaning back, back and, and leaning, leaning forward, forward and, and leaning, leaning back. <laughs> and everyone's doing like this kind of choreographed dance. And it's it is so kind of a weird strange. party scene, honestly. They start that it. game of suck and blow so abruptly out yeah. of nowhere. And it's, I got the vibe when I was watching it the first time. I went, oh, this is, this has to be like, the part of the book, Emma, mm-hmm. where they do some sort of party game and something embarrassing happens or whatever. Like, it was such yeah. an abrupt kind of forced-in thing. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's part of... I'm no expert on Emma. I have not read it. I was going to watch the adaptation, but I was too <laughs> tired this morning to try to wade through all those <laughs> subplots. But there is a scene in it where there's, like, a party game and it gets awkward and... And, stuff. Oh, okay. and everyone feels weird and it ends uncomfortably or something like that weird um, well apparently the uh it's this movie is pretty close to like a straight up adaptation like it is very very closely 
tied to all the story points in Emma. Like, they didn't take a lot of liberties from what I read. You know, barring the high school and all the other, like, (laughs) shit. But, like, the story point with the characters and stuff. um, Credit to them. Yeah, yeah. And the... the, I think it it was the first... This was the first feature film adaptation of Emma. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Well, they they asked her to make a high school movie, Mm -hmm. and she thought, oh... I remember this book from high school that I really liked. And like oh. that, that's why she did this. It's because like, tight. we want a high school movie. And she's like, oh shit, yeah, this book's really awesome. I can make it a high school movie. Yeah. And I was cool. seeing her idea was kind of like, obviously, England and the Jane Austen novels, it's this very class focused, very mm-hmm. um, status focused society. And a lot of the drama stems from that. So, how do you find a modern equivalent? And high school is kind of that sort of heightened hierarchy. Also, sit Beverly with us, Hills. Don't sit with us. Yeah, and then you add Beverly Hills on top of that. And Actual push even status. Yeah. Exactly. So very very smart move. Um, yeah. Placing it there. Um, totally random, but the snowman that they're about to leave with from the party and she's was still it. plugged in. Was it really? Yeah, it was still I on. I didn't see it. You can see the cable running out of the car. Like, she's just, <laughs> just still plugged in. I just noticed her hugging it, and I was like, oh, you're yeah. the most adorable person in the whole yeah. world. <laughs> uh, the, that credit card thing, um, they tried using a real credit card at first. On but what? N- nobody, the, the kiss, you know, pass the credit card thing oh, that they had yeah. going on. I thought it was like a... A business card. It was a business card, but they initially tried to use a, tre- a credit card, and nobody had good enough lung capacity to, like, keep it up, so they started, like, punching holes in it to try to, like, get them to be able to do it, and they eventually had to replace it with, like, a paper credit card. I think it's it's actually a credit card, but it's paper. It's, like, a printed credit card. Hang on. I'm getting my wallet out. Oh, are we, we going to try this? Yes, try I'm going to try this. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Henry is sucking his uh, credit card to his face right okay. now. Okay. I get it. Um I can report back. So what's happening is you'd think making a puckering face with your lips would give you a good flat, seal. Though. It doesn't go flat, so you have to inhale very hard and you run out of breath very quickly. <laughs> so that makes Hang on, hang on. All right. I, yeah, I get about <laughs> I get about two seconds before it is completely gone. Okay, oh I understand. God. I Lordy, can't Lordy. can't mock them for that. that yeah, is... you can't. You can't. Is it cool? Is it okay to still like ska? Because I'm a big fan. I really enjoy it. <laughs> uh, um, or is like ska not cool anymore? And if you like ska, you're a loser. I think it's very throwback. I think it is the perfect genre. Ska and new metal and you, new metal, were like <laughs> the 90s, early 2000s genres that have not aged well. I and don't I'm, think so. I'm going to make some enemies I don't, that I don't think so. Ska's fun, though. It gets you moving. It's, it's fun, but watch that concert scene and tell me. I'm not talking that about them. Looks. I'm not talking about them. The but people Scott is the is different thing. But Scott is the whole thing. culture. They're the mighty, mighty Bostones. They I are iconic. That, that is Scott. I do not give a shit about the look. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the music. <laughs> the music is fun. The music but bumps. But it is 
it is one of those music cultures where the look is so tied to it. That's I don't care. I'm talking about okay. the music. That's oh, yeah, fine. You can dig the music. You can dig whatever you want, Dylan. All right. I guess can... I'm I'm the odd man out on no, this one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. You you love what you love. But, All right. But All right. That's um, fine with random me. little factoid that's just valid for you and I. So the night before we watched or I watched Clueless, you and I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Then yes. we watched the first half of Goldfinger, the third James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Then I watch Clueless. Do you want to yes. know what connects those three movies? I want to know the thread that connects these movies. Have you have you guessed? Have you tried to figure it out? No, no. I have Do not. you have any guesses? Um, um. Let me think about this for a second. Indiana Jones, James Bond, Clueless. Is it a car? No. No, it's not a car, and it's not Sean Connery because he's not in Clueless. Because he's not in Clueless. Yes. Um, I got nothing. Walter PPK. The gun. The fucking gun. When she gets held <gasps> up in the parking lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He holds her up with a Walter PPK. Oh shit, you're right. Which is James uh, Bond's signature gun, which they used in Last Crusade to shoot Sean Connery as a nod to James <laughs> Bond. Really. Yeah. Wow. Donovan that's... shoots him at the end with the Walter PPK. That's wild, man. They that that the uh, like thief has a really cool gun. He does have a really cool gun. <laughs> <laughs> does he say thank you or I'm sorry when he runs away? I think he says thank you in a very I'm sorry thank you. way. Because I thought it was I'm sorry too, and then I watched it again and I was like, oh no, it's just thank you. Yeah, he or, runs yeah, away yeah. after he robs her. He says thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And he's, he's, he seems like, a you know, one of the, the nicer thieves out there, I'd say. Yeah, he seems, you know? seems okay. Um, I want to I wanna voice one of uh, my favorite quotes in this movie. Mm. Uh, when Cher is trying to get Mr. Mr. Hall together with, with uh, the, the other teacher, mm-hmm. um, she says, All he needs is a good, healthy boink fest. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which can talk, is can we talk about something? It, it's an incredible quote. I had this thought in my head the first time I watched it. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if this is something that should go on the air. <laughs> because of the vignettes and because of the setups and because of like the over the top silly acting and the colorfulness and everything else in the valley. Mm-hmm. So many times in this movie, I felt like I was watching the beginning of a porno. What? Go back and watch it and tell me it doesn't feel like there's about to be a scene with the teacher or there's about to be a scene with the stepbrother or there's about to be a scene with the classmate or there's about to be a scene, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can't look at it through that lens. I don't want to. <laughs> Okay, and you didn't get to the end of this movie and think to yourself, did we just watch a feature-length step-sibling fantasy? Okay, I, I initially I thought that, and I was like, this is kind of weird. But then they really hey, harp. Don't, don't they, judge it. Don't no, but they, it. they really harp on the, like, they were married for, like, two weeks, like, or whatever. And then his dad says, 
or her dad says another really great line that I thought was very funny. He's like, uh, you divorce wives, not children. Yeah, and later she says, Josh, you're not my brother. And I said, yeah. you said that very pointedly as if to apologize for the fact that this is a feature-length step-sibling fantasy. True, which I didn't pick up on until the end, honestly. I was totally in the, totally caught me off guard. Did not expect that at all. You didn't expect her and Paul Rudd? No. Just completely what? didn't even think about it. I thought they were just cool siblings. Like, <laughs> didn't think about it at all. For the viewers at home, I'm staring at Dylan <laughs> as if he told me he didn't know what 2 plus 2 equaled because I there did, were so many shots where Paul Rudd looks at her with those eyes. Well, okay, I missed that one shot. When I watched it again, I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. I was like, okay. yeah, okay. obviously. And there is that one shot where he, like, smiles at her. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't, um, I don't know. It didn't, I didn't catch up on it at first, <laughs> honestly. Is Paul Red a vampire, though? Because he looks exactly the same. <laughs> He's aged incredibly gracefully. Yeah, tell me about it. He, he was boyish to begin with. We'll that's that. true. That's true. Um, and he's a vampire. <laughs> uh, I think I always like tend to tend to hesitate to the uh, stoner characters, and they always become gravitate. Like, what did I say? Hesitate. Yeah. Jesus. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh boy. Um, Woo. I think I, I tend to gravitate towards <laughs> the stoner characters, and I think Travis is really great in this. He and is great. What the hell was him trying to commit suicide by jumping out of the first that was floor so window? Funny. I that was weird the first time I watched it. Then I watched it again. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And what Wallace so Shawn says, and he's like, can we please hold on the suicide attempts? Seriously, <laughs> and like pulls him down from the window. It was so heightened. Like yeah. this is a heightened movie. Yeah, that was one of the most far out. I could have sworn it was going to like back to. Yeah. Back to um, Cher, the main character, and that was going to be in her head because I, I thought it was so funny. Was real. I thought it was so funny. And then when he when he's like, you have 38 um, absence or tardies. And he's like, I just and his like speech. to think. Yeah, with the music. And he's like. He gets up the, and there's the music in the, the people, speech. The people at McDonald's to make those little breakfast sandwiches. Little I'd really conference. like to thank those people as well. I couldn't he's have gotten great. these tardies without them. Thank yeah. you. And he's always he, smiling. He and uh, Donald Fasson. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna keep saying his last name wrong because it it doesn't click. Say in my it brain. fancier and fancier each time. <laughs> Try Donald again. Fasson. 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 Donald Fasson. Fasson. Um, <laughs> him and and the guy who plays uh, Travis are both in Can't Hardly Wait, and they have these little bit roles where they're the band playing at the party, which is like the the big like oh, cool. point in it. And throughout the whole movie, they're they never play a note ever because they are arguing about whether they should wear their own band t shirts or not. <laughs> because they get t shirts made and one guy puts on he's like, This is awesome. And the guy who plays Travis is like, nah man, those are for the, that's the merch. We're not supposed to wear our own t shirts. And then somebody else is somebody else in the band's like, Oh yeah, I like it. We should all wear them. And he's like, No, like guys, what the fuck? Um, and then Donald Fussall, um, he's the drummer in the band. And he's like, if they're wearing the shirts, I'm wearing the hat. And he puts this huge cowboy hat on. And then <laughs> they, end <up> just like, <laughs> they end up just arguing the whole movie. They never actually play a note. And it's incredible. 
So it's nice to see them like in another high school movie playing different characters, obviously. Incredible. It's very, very fun. <laughs> Mementos, when she's sitting on the couch, that really big couch. That was so adorable. It's when she was singing so... along to the Mentos theme song. <laughs> yeah. They come in and she's singing it note for note and she's like yeah. grooving along to it. Yeah. I loved it. It, that that scene, like I picked up on that on a second watch, um, mm-hmm. which is just hilarious. And I, it, my final thing that I, I not my final thing, but one of my final quotes that I want to highlight is when uh, um, Christian comes in the house and the dad says, "Do you think the death of Sammy Davis Jr. left an opening in the Rat Pack?" <laughs> 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 and that line really got me. That is my second. <laughs> Second favorite quote of his. I'll tell you what my favorite quote, and possibly my favorite quote of the whole movie is. Which one? Um, it's when Ty is over for dinner, and like, there's not an argument going on. Like, it's literally just dinner. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dad comes in the room and just goes, "Get out of my chair." <laughs> He's really loud. He's get out of my yeah, chair. <laughs> he shouts it. He shouts it at her, and she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Gets out of the chair. It is truly, truly wild. The wedding? Can we talk about the wedding? Please. There, when I first watched it, I was just like, who, what teachers in their right mind invite all of their students to their wedding? What is going on right now? It's the people they hang out with all the time, I guess. It was really weird. But the most... The scrum for the fucking bouquet yeah, so was crazy. nuts. Totally nuts. They uh, went ape shit. Like that felt like another Scrubs fantasy because they yeah, tore yeah, yeah. the shit out of each other for yeah. that bouquet. Murdered each other. Uh, I my favorite, most authentic moment in this movie uh, mm. is at the wedding near the end when uh, Ty, Donald Hall, and uh, and Paul Rudd are all like laughing together at the table. And they all look like they're genuinely having a really good time. It was like the most genuine moment in the whole movie for some reason. And it yeah. just made made my heart warm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, made me happy. Cute. Um <clears throat> you got anything else or should we should we move on? Oh, let's see. Um, this is back when skateboard sequences were the shit. Fuck yeah. They're still the shit and they're, cool they're still the shit. But yeah. this is like peak skateboard scenes in movies time. Hell yeah. Um, Travis with the white t-shirt bow tie combo at the wedding. Woof. <laughs> that is a that is a look. Didn't like guy. it. He looks so cool. Mm. Man. Um, that badass fantasy house that she walks past when she goes shopping by herself. Still in L.A. Oh the yeah. Street signs were very prominently there. If you look it yep. up. A lot the, more trees around it, but it's still there. The witch house. The witch house is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. The freeway sequence is harrowing. They, oh my they god. Captured what it feels like to uh, be a new driver going on the freeway for the first time. All of the most anxiety inducing noises. Yeah. And then another scrubs like moment where of course there's a biker gang. Of course there's a semi truck. All these things, Just, right? Yeah. <laughs> Craziness. Um, I love the scene with the map book in the car. Where Donald Faison oh. is arguing with her about the how to get there. And you go, oh, yeah, that's right. You used to have a thick Book. binder of maps yeah. that you cracked open and had your co-pilot 
figure out how the fuck to get where you're going. Him getting like su- suppressed angry is one of my like one of yeah. my favorite versions of him is so, when he's just like, "What do the numbers say?" There's just letters, and he's just like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Um, they had another scene that felt very, uh, uh, I have it written down, scrub style, voiceover, wrap up that showcases the lessons and all the characters. Oh shit, you're right. I guess this is kind of has scrubs vibes. It's got, yeah, yeah literally it has a voiceover with the main character yeah. learning lessons and jumping from thing oh, to thing. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. I really do. Scrubs is one of my favorite shows. This is just shows. scrubs, yeah. high school scrubs edition. Scrubs so good. We should just. Just Turk oh, at man. high school. Hell yeah. Shall we? Shall we get a, a frame? Shall we pick some frames? Yes. Uh, you want to hit it, or shall I go first? You go first. Okay. Um, it's a toss-up between two for me. Uh, mm. The frame where all three of the girls are hugging in the uh, locker room after Ty has like. She feels sad, and they're like, we're going to go shopping or whatever. And they all hug, and they're all, like, their heads are diagonally in line, and they just look so happy is one of them. But what I think I'm going to go with is when Ty is at the concert party thing, and she's standing by herself, but then there's the two tall dudes. Damn it. That was mine. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, You can have that one. I'll do the other one. Okay. It's such a good shot, I was shot, literally though. sitting here. I was like, don't do it. Don't take the one with the two dudes. Because there's so many good shots. And that's one of those shots where the shot itself is as crazy and as out there as the movie itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Absolutely. at a glance, you're like, what the, the fuck, fuck am I watching? Like, I can't even see their heads. Yeah. this is. She's so small and they're so damn tall. This is my kind of humor, all of this. I think it's all just hilarious. It is. It's, it's good. good. And I think good. on a rewatch, you pick up on the fact that they indeed meant for it to feel the way it does. I think when I didn't know, when I didn't trust that it was as intentional as it was, I felt a lot more unsure. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the first watch, I just wanted to rewatch it so I could go through all those moments again, knowing, oh, no, it's it's a good movie. It's a well-made movie. It's just weird as fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's a wild one. Truly, I feel like I can you guess my fool this week? Because this movie is full of all of the bit roles, so this is like, yeah, this is hell for you picking my character. It is, it yeah. is. Um, ba, ba, ba. you're partial to teachers, and you've already made mention of Mr. Hall. Yeah, well, Sean is so good, he's so good, but I don't think that's gonna be him. I'm thinking maybe. Did talk a lot about Christian. <laughs> Travis. I think it's gonna be Travis. Oh because he's a stoner. Oh no, it isn't. Is it uh, Travis? No, it's not. Okay. If I got more of Travis, maybe. Um I think Ty. It's gonna be Ty. But oh Christian is a real close second for me. Damn it. Because what do you got? Well, the obvious one is Cher, the main character, but I think she takes a back seat in this whole movie, personally. She kind of does. Well, and the fact that she's narrating makes her feel more like the narrator and less of one of the main characters, even though she totally is. Um, yeah. Christian is a force of nature, and oh. his his whole bit 
and the fact that that goes in this really positive direction. I'm a sucker for that shit when yeah. there's not when there's not the typical gay subplot that ends in someone being exposed heartbreak, and yeah. then heartbreak and yeah. ridicule. It it ends positively and it's super yeah. cool. Um, Damn. So uh, and Travis is just so dorky and happy. Who's your nominee? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I'll nominate Christian because you're nominate. You're gonna nominate Ty. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is gonna be tough. <laughs> okay. This is gonna be tough. Um, okay, you you speak. Um, the floor is yours. I think she gives the best performance in the whole movie, and it's difficult bec- because. Christian and Ty are the two people where the moment they came on screen, I was immediately captivated mm-hmm. for two completely different reasons. But I think she's really like, she drives the plot for most of the movie and most of what is going on with her is like driving what's going on with Cher, the main character. And I think she's just adorable. Just like the goobiest goob of all time. I think... You may have me convinced. I think per ounce, she's more of the heart and soul. I think she fits the category mm-hmm. of, I think she's, she is the fool just by default because as much as I love Christian and as much as I love the subplot. Oh, Christian's so good. It, <laughs> it is the prime, it feels like it's the primary subplot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the Ty ju- the juicier is the plot. Subplot. That's the meat. Yeah. And Christian's whole thing and Cher trying to get with him and then realizing and then them becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Super cool, I love it, but I, I can admit when I'm wrong, and I think it's Ty. Yes, victory! Finally, you didn't guess, and I won this time. <laughs> <laughs> Take that! <laughs> oh man! Um, well, um, hop on our Instagram page to see the frames that we picked and a drawing. Of the fool done by yours truly, Henry. Um, <laughs> I thought you were saying done by yours truly. Henry doesn't do anything. Me. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a hell of a bit. I'm just taking credit for all of it. Yeah. I'm just going in the Instagram post. Done by Dylan. <laughs> Drawn by Dylan. Drawn by Dylan. <laughs> Drawn by Dylan. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go on the record. I'm sorry that the uh, sound has been a little choppy. I'm I'm still getting good at uh mixing these episodes i know i've <laughs> had nine of them under my belt god but, uh, damn it henry i'm really trying get better hey. at it henry does all the tech <laughs> i do all the drawing uh yeah. yeah 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 okay that's how it goes dylan also writes all the copy yeah i write all the copy too <laughs> i'm the smart one oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man well uh this movie was a, a whole lot of fun and right now i think i'm actually gonna watch uh easy a or book smart or another high school movie because i i love high school movies and this one gave me gave me the taste for more and i haven't seen easy a in like forever so super good featuring one of the all-time best movie dads slash movie oh stanley tucci praise Mm. be unto him praise (laughs) be unto the tooch i think the best movie dad like we're, All time. we're going to do a bonus episode. <gasps> we should or oh, or an in the yo. park episode about best movie dads. Best movie top dads. ten movie dads all time. Do you know how hard that's gonna be? That would be because sick. I I'm not a fan of hard ranking. I'm not a fan of assigning. 
No, we're rank. We're hard a ranking. Number, but to make it difficult for ourselves, we are hard ranking movie dads. Ranking. And it's gonna get. Wild. It's gonna get toasty. There's gonna be some arguments, some punches thrown. It's gonna it's get gonna be, tense. We're gonna, gonna need a moderator. Characters in the episode, like bystanders walking past, being like, "Should we? Should we call? Somebody? Should we call somebody?" <laughs> we're gonna need a moderator to be like, "All right, you, your two minutes is up. Back <laughs> off, man." Yeah, rounds one, two, and three. <laughs> The boxing match of the century on pay-per-view. Best movie dads of all time. Ding, ding. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. What should we... we, We'll figure out what we're watching next week. Yeah, we'll leave it a mystery. Mystery. Who plays... Who plays Murray, the boyfriend in this? Donald... (laughs) Hasson? Yes. Yes. Turk from Scrubs. I'm just going to call him that. Because I always look at his name and it's so hard... It fucks oh, with my it, it fucks with my eyes. I don't I know. But uh thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to check out the Instagram page for all of our Henry's art. It's Henry, I don't do it. For all of Henry's art. Um and you know, give us a our like our art, Dylan. Our, our art. art. I just want to say we're also on uh, Google Podcasts now. We just got up there, and we are now officially on every platform you could possibly imagine. So if you really want to spread it out, maybe listen to it on one thing one time, and then one thing another time. You don't want the government to track you on your Spotify or whatever else. Whatever you use. But thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Mwah. Can I can I end with with a quote from the yes. movie? Um, it's more of a moment and less of a quote, I guess. But you should always have something baking. Plop. <laughs> she, that, do you remember when she's yeah. like, you should always she have something drops baking? Drops the cookie roll. <laughs> she just drops the cookie roll uh, in the oven. Uh, but uh, you should always have something baking. Bye now. <laughs> oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>